It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, <laughs> babe, just a few. <laughs> All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. <laughs> the smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks, only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. ba 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 I participate in McDonald's. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, for Luke Gary, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! I also love this theme tune and could leave it running for the full two minutes and 20 seconds of its remainder, but then that cuts down the amount of time uh, that you get to listen to me and Matt talking about the best and the worst of this week's TV. So there you are. I'll just fade that down and then out so that you can continue to, to listen to us. Good evening and welcome to the Custard TV podcast. Uh, now, before we go any further, I think it's only fair. Matt, Matt joins us here. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, Gary. How are you? I think we ought to very well. I think we ought to explain the absence of one Mr. Custard. Uh, that's Luke. Uh, to you and I. Um, he's in a bit of a huff. Uh, he claims he's got the flu, which we all know probably isn't true. Mm. But um, do, you, do you want to explain what happened on Twitter earlier in the week? Well, Matt? yeah. I mean, last week, obviously, people who listen to the podcast on a regular basis will hear it. Me and Luke had uh, differing views on uh, Complicit, the Channel 4 spy drama, yep. and then uh, Gary saw it. Was it Saturday, Gary, you watched it? Yes, yeah, so watched, watched it all on Saturday morning, yeah. On Saturday morning, and uh, you tweeted uh, that I was right... Yeah, uh, I don't know if you want were. to expand on that and tell us what well, you thought. Uh, Luke, Luke, Luke's main complaint was that Complicit was very slow, and that even though he'd watched it on his DVR, there were too many adverts. And um, I completely disagree. I think it was—I don't think it was slow. It was deliberate. There was not a lot of action, but there was an awful lot of plot. It was very well written, very well acted, and um, very, very good. I can't say much more than that. Yeah. So uh, you were right, and Luke was wrong, and he's decided to uh, to not appear this week. Indeed. Uh, uh, because of that, so uh, I, I kind of almost don't want to press the Twitter button 
but I suppose we ought to, if I press it now, and then we can, you know, tell each other, what, tell the audience what our Twitter handles are. Tell each are. other. Yeah, t- tell each other, because it could be no one listening. Hold on. Follow us on Twitter at, at LukeCustardTV and at The Gary Show. And it's at, uh, at Matt's TV Bytes. I chose the wrong Twitter contact thing because I'm not used to doing the show bits. So oh. I chose the one that reads out Luke's. I'm really sorry about that. But yes, you can follow us on Twitter. I mean, you can you can follow Luke and you can tell him what you thought of Complicit and maybe he won't talk to you for a few days if you're feeling lucky. Um, on to our normal process of telling you what's going on in the world of television. Uh, but before I do that very briefly, I should plug the website, which is www.thecustardtv.com. Uh, you can go on there and you can find Matt's reviews, Luke's reviews, my one review, um, and You've Matt's done weekly column. One, I've you? done more than one, I think, haven't I? I've done, yeah, I've done more than Two. one now. Two! Heaven, heavens to Murgatroyd, too. Uh, I'm prolific. And you can read Matt's preview of the week's television, which goes up at the weekends, mm-hmm. um, which is an excellent read. You can also follow us on Facebook by searching Custard TV Podcast. We tend to put things on there, links to uh, news and, and comments and some pictures, you know, that we find hilarious. Uh, we haven't yet uh, created the uh, the Harlem Shake uh, video that we've been promising. I've got uh, no idea what that is, Gary. You've got no idea. It, it, after this, after this podcast, uh, Matt, why don't you go and type Harlem Shake into YouTube and it's, enjoy it's yourself? It's passed me by all this cultural, oh. you know, all this new fab fanballs. I'm just catching up on Gangnam Style. So really, well, in yeah. about six months, when you've yeah. caught up on Gangnam Style yeah. and you've realised that that's it, passe, it, check out Harlem like, Shake. It's like with you and, and TV box sets. Well, that's true, yeah. Yeah. I go back to it six months later. Don't, because I have actually, I've now caught up, I've now watched Silk and finished Silk and Seinfeld. I'm running out. How are you doing with Utopia? Have we started that Uh, yet? Yeah, let's let's move on from that. Um, (laughs) I'll get there eventually, he says. Uh, Firstly, though, we ought to talk about a little bit of news uh, that's going on in TV world, for which I shall hand over to the man with more T's in his name than Ulysses. Matt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, we'll start. Uh, there's news this week that BBC Three are doing a very quick turnaround on a uh, Oscar Pistorius. Uh, if I can say his name, Oscar <laughs> Pistorius. I'm just glad uh, that you had to write this part of the document, not me, because I've got no idea how to spell it. <laughs> um, I think that's how to spell. It. Uh, yeah, it's it going right. to be. I think it's Rick Edwards, who I uh, once actually literally bumped into. I think that was at the Homeland screening. Is that the E4 guy. He's the E4 guy, yeah. yeah. Um, or T4, wherever it was. Yeah, T4, E4, Sorry. all the fours. Um, He's a four, man. And basically, I think he's going out to uh, South Africa to do a whole documentary on, obviously, Oscar Pistorius allegedly uh, killing his, yeah. his girlfriend. Well, I think I don't think you used the need to word the word allegedly in the fact that he was the one that shot the gun that killed his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I think we now what we're establishing is did he, did he mean it? Yeah. Uh, is it murder or manslaughter? I read today as well, this is slightly unrelated to television, I read today his brother, who is helping him in his custodial trial, is also under investigation for killing someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great uh, family Christmas, then. Yeah. Well, perhaps they'll get a a joining jail cells, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Allegedly. Yeah. Anyway, and that, that's going to air. I'm not quite sure when that's going to air yet, but there's, that's been announced this week, and it'll be on, I'm assuming, in the next couple of weeks. Why, why, why do we think BBC Three is the best place to put this on? Maybe it appeals to the sort of the young demographic. I don't know. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I would have thought Channel Four to follow up on their um their their sort of Paralympics, Paralympics thing, you know. know. But well, I don't know, know honestly. But that's that's yeah. 
that's who's going to do it. Maybe Channel 4 will probably do one as well, won't they? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. Uh, David Wallians this week tweeted that uh, Britain's Got Talent's going to return to TV on the 13th of April. I don't know if this means that the uh, the voice will be coming back uh, around that. Yeah, I, that that's due to be announced soon. Both we've had a few mm. pictures. If you've been on the internet and, and you're on Twitter, you've had a few pictures and things about people. There's been some some. Uh, there's been a lot of dog acts this year, or a lot of animal acts. What on the voice? No, no, on Britain. Right. <laughs> that would be quite good. That was, that's a way to make the voice different. No, on Britain's Got Talent. But I have seen them, a few retweets from people saying, great, you know, who obviously went to the audience or went to the audition saying, you've got to watch out for this one. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, the, vo- the voice, I don't know. I mean, there have again, there's been some rumours because there's been a few, not famous people on the voice. I suppose it's infamous people. Mm. Um, I don't a woman know. Who was at the, a woman who was at the Olympics. Oh, okay. The Olympic team has been on there, and there was someone else. There was another singer who used to be in a band who was on there. Oh yeah. Oh, who, was it one of uh, Hearsay? Yeah, one of Hearsay went yeah. in there. Da- is it Danny? Danny, yeah. I think Danny went on, but with no idea whether they're going through. But of course. If any... Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say if anything, like if, if last year's the voice was anything to go by, the good singers go out anyway. So. Yeah. Um, you're still better, aren't you? Indeed. Uh... <laughs> But last year, as we know, the uh, the date for Britain's Got Talent got moved forward. Uh, yes. Because the voice was starting and they wanted to go head-to-head. I wonder now if the voice will start before, if Britain's Got Talent will move. Because as, well, like, like last year, the voice sort of took that race, didn't it? And headed yeah. up, and then Britain's Got Talent did really well. I mean, the, Brit- the Britain's Got Talent thing, I'm assuming, is going to replace Anton Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway. Yeah, probably. Because... Because you know, because ITV are also starting the Cube again next week. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That's so I'm assuming they're going to keep that running. And of course, yeah. I know Britain's Got Talent is recorded for at least the first eight episodes. You know, when yeah. you're doing the, you know, for those sort of things. But it'll be strange to see Ant and Deck on too many times. Mm. So I assume, I assume it will replace replace that. And we'll I, find I, out I what's agree. Going I, on. I think that'll probably be the case. Uh, yeah. Also, we're talking about the uh, the Voice. Obviously, one of five was on the Voice last year. I uh, Scott, and well, they are now on the link. big the big reunion. And it's just been announced this week that Blue are the latest group to be added to the big reunion. However, I don't think I think they're still together or. Well, yeah, I mean, well, no, they've. I think they were dropped by their record label, like a number of them, because they hadn't produced anything, you know, since top down. They got back from the top down or something. After they split up already, is my point. They sort of they because they yeah didn't they one year. What's interesting is another podcast that I listen to is is a, a Tottenham Hotspur podcast which Anthony Costa does. Oh yeah, um, and he's a big, huge Spurs fan, and it's it's going to be interesting because he's kind of not necessarily made a life for himself outside of Blue, but I think they've all kind of moved on a bit. Well, now. I think that's the point of the big reunion. All the groups, yeah, something, and that's that's the point, and they're getting back. A lot of them seem to have just given up and just like you know, are now just with the families. You know, they're not doing much. yeah. Um, but yeah, the blue, the blue, and it's also been announced. I think on one of the episodes that they're doing an arena tour. It's not just going to be a one-off. Now they are going to yes. do a tour. Uh, oh. I think today this was BBC have announced the cast for the new uh, uh, Three Musketeers, the Musketeers drama that they're that they're planning, which won't I've be heard on about this, until yeah. 2014. Uh, it's going to star. And uh, apologies now if I get some of the pronunciations <laughs> of these names wrong. Okay, uh, yeah. Santiago Cabrera, who was in Merlin. Well, that, that's, that's good, yeah, I, I'd I agree that that's pretty good. Yeah. Heroes as well, very early on. Yeah, very uh, early heroes, yeah. Luke Pasqual- Pasqualino, we'll go with that, 
who was yeah, the do. second uh, lot of the Skins cast, and okay. uh, Tom Burke, who was No, in... no, no, stop you there. You got that totally wrong. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. It's, it's Tom Bouquet. Bu- 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 yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. The other two you were fine on, but this oh, one was terrible. The the hour who he was the um, the rival producer from ITV on the last series of the hour. Oh yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. In a and also, role. who was it, another actor who's in the last series of the hour, Peter Capaldi will also be in the um, the now Musketeers. That's, as that, the is, that is genius casting because mm-hmm. the Cardinal in the Three Musketeers is a horrible character, and I reckon Peter Capaldi is going to ham that up good yeah. and proper. Yeah, it should be good, and it's by. The, one of the co-creators of Primeval, so I'm assuming it's going to be on Saturday nights. Yeah. Or, yeah, or maybe well, this, Sundays, I'm not sure. I mean, this but... might be kind of like, I know the BBC have announced they're doing Atlant- an Atlantis drama, yeah. which is supposed to be like the Merlin replacement. Yeah. Maybe this will be like the Atlantis Merlin, you know, fit mm. as well. You this, know, this might could be, be on Saturday sun- night. It might be on Sundays, actually, yeah. maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not... It depends. I think if, if mm. it's, I, I think there's certainly a good mileage in the Musketeers story mm. for an action show by the BBC. I, I do think that would be a good one. If it, but it's all costume drama. It would it would lean to me to be Sunday nights. But Yeah, maybe. But it's also an action, action thing yeah. for me. That, you know, you Yes, you can have, you know, the uh, there's there's the, the you know the, the princess and everything, you know, so you can get your romance and your thing in. But and also, I suppose the problem is you've got your three musketeers. Who's going to be D'Artagnan? I oh, there is a Dog- fourth. There is a fourth actor, I but I almost said Dogtanian there. Dog-tan. I was thinking of the Muskerhounds rather than the musketeers. Hang on. Um, uh, well, that Luke uh, Pasquiliano, I said it again. Oh yeah, uh, is playing D'Artagnan. Dottani, I've got you doing it now. <laughs> and then, was it? Uh, Santiago Cabrera is going to play Aramis. Tom Burke yeah. will play Athos. And theatre yeah. actor Howard Charles is going to play Port- Porthos. Por- yeah, that's about right. Portos or something. Portos, Portos, yeah. It's foreign. It's foreign. Oh, yeah. that's good. So we're looking forward to that. But as you were saying, the action thing, we just Ripper Street is, is uh, coming to an end, and that obviously with a... Yeah, it, it depends. Piece. I mean, to me, to me, Musketeers is mm. quite a kind of like a young Another, boys yeah. programme, or it mm. certainly was when I used, you know, when you read it, and, and then there was, I don't know, the Musketeers thing was for kids, but there was always lots of Musketeer programmes on when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it could fit both. I mean, an, an edgier version, like a Sunday night version, could also go down well. Talking of Sunday Night TV, Downton Abbey uh, is reportedly going to feature its first uh, black character in the uh, upcoming fourth series. Right. Um, it's going to... Uh, now, I know you don't watch Downton, do you? No. It's, they're going to... Uh, it's into the 1920s now. So they're bringing in, apparently, a club singer, a musician... And I'm guessing he'll have a relationship with one of the daughters, one of the ones. Now, that is this a response to wanting to try and catch up with this program that you've been watching about Dancing club on, singers yeah. in the forties? Because it's a little, you know, bringing in a yeah. bringing in a, bringing in a black character, it shouldn't be such a thing in these days. But of course, this is a period piece, so yeah. you're right; it is important. But the fact that they've gone for, I suppose, you know, not a not a slave, mm. which you know there would have been in that time period, black slaves in houses. And obviously, bringing him in as an equal is quite important, I think. It could be quite culturally important. Well, this is the casting notes that they've put down for the character here. Um, right. Male, 25 to 30, a musician at an exclusive club in the 1920s. He's black and very handsome. A real man, not a boy with charm and charisma. So, yeah. there you go. Oh, well, that's Yeah, you are right, because Dancing on the Edge has been very similar to that in terms of, like, you know, yeah. black musicians sleeping with the sort of higher classes uh, 
say that. And, and there was there was a touch of that in the in the air as well. I know it's a later period. There was there was a, a, the, one of those yeah, running storylines. There was um Doctor. Yeah. yeah, and the excellent program that we all watched last year, where uh, I don't know if we did we all watch it. I've completely forgotten the name of it. Where you had six people who came back to a house where someone had died years years later. Oh, what was the name of that? Not Martin. No, it was a BBC Two thing, Brittany and it was Hall. set. No, no, no. It was no. There were seven or eight characters living like a like a commune, and they all came back years later to. To clear oh, the house because one of them had died. That's it, yes. Yeah. And there was a black character in that. And of course, when they were going the back in the sixties, oh, no, they no, showed no, no, a lot no, no. of the prejudice. Um, white heat. White heat. Well done. Well done. Yes. Not only are you rocking the the names, you're rocking. You're doing almost doing. You're almost doing the one show style introductions. You know, the switching between topics. Well done. Okay. Um, this is your, yes. You can do this last little bit of news then, Gary. Well, I got a bit. Of, I got a, a tweet late on in the day to tell me that this is all going to get very confusing because Fox, that was formerly FX in this country, has picked up the American version of the bridge, which is going to show in FX, which is a subsidiary of Fox in America. Mm. Well done if you followed that. You almost deserve some sort of medal, dear listener. Um, but it means that, and I don't know, there's no idea of when it's going to be shown, because obviously it's yet, it's yet to be filmed in its entirety. I think the pilot might have been done, but I noticed as well there was an awful lot of casting news in America this week. Um, this must be the week when, obviously, because there's pilots yeah. due, it, it, you know, there are obviously a lot, of, a lot of casting and a lot of pilots are being shot right now. Uh, that will then be shown in May to then be shown to the executives to then be broadcast in later in the year. The American TV process is very formulaic. It, it mm. follows the same pattern every year. Whereas in Britain, I think, you know, they create stuff is created a year round. Yeah. In America, it's really only one time a year that new stuff comes around. Most new, certainly uh, the sort of network stuff, the cable stuff, yeah. it's a bit different. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, as you say, there's been a lot of American uh, talk of casting, as you say, and there's a lot of, I was reading... A lot of uh, UK sitcoms are uh, uh, being remade for the next season. Yeah, that's right. Spy, the Sky, yep. one, um, Pulling, the one uh, BBC Three one. Sharon Horgan one, Sharon yeah. Horgan. I, be- I believe we'll, we'll be starring Mandy Moore in the... In, uh... I've seen Mandy Moore in Scrubs and she was not bad, actually. No, so yeah, I'd have to say that wasn't the world's worst she's playing, casting. She's not playing Sharon Horgan's character. She's playing one of the other... The, Ah, uh, right. One, so that makes sense. The friend, as it were. And so oh, that's quite so good. Uh, Gavin and Stacey is going to be made into one. Yeah. I think it's called Friends and Family, I think they're calling the, uh, the oh, Gavin dear. and Stacey US. Anyway, as well, well if you want to see a picture of the US uh, version of the bridge, you can go onto the uh, the Facebook group. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, well, I've got a nice plug there. Right, moving on to the ever-popular review section, and I can hear you whooping in the background, dear listener, uh, as we talk about thank you, as we talk about some of the shows that we've watched over the last week and a bit. Um, first off, a, a little little taster, see what I did there, uh, of uh, the Fried Chicken Shop program that showed on Channel 4 last week. The reason it's only a taster is that uh, Luke uh, was particularly keen to talk about this one, mm. and even though he's in a mood with us and not talking to us, mm. we'll be slightly gracious to the fact that we're broadcasting under his name uh, and let him talk about that. But it was quite good. I, it was more of a docu-soap thing. Uh, it was basically, they put a camera inside a chicken shop in Camden right by a number of nightclubs, and as you can imagine, they focused mostly on the drunk idiots yeah. coming in at night and going, I want chicken! Well, it's, uh, a, it's a lot of the programmes they do now, they just put cameras in places, don't they? Like, uh, Educating yeah. Essex and the hotel that's just finished. 
I saw on Twitter someone called this. I can't take credit for this joke, but I quite liked it. Uh, 24 hours in KFC. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, One one fried every minute. Um, (laughs) That's not quite as good. Um, It was was interesting. What was probably more interesting than obviously the fact that you could see all the people... Sorry, I've just come up with another pun, but you go ahead. Oh, go on. One born every fillet would be a better one. Oh, yeah, one born every fillet. That's good. Oh, tweet that quick. Um, and it was mo- the more interesting parts were probably to do with the, uh, the, the interviewing the shop staff, you know, because obviously it's they run like franchises these things. So yeah, I think it was, and, they did and one a guy... uh, what's it undercover boss on one yeah. of the shops where they were fr- where they were franchised. I remember and, that. So. And I came out feeling kind of sorry for the people that worked there because they didn't quite get abused, but. There wasn't a lot of nicety, you know. It was a lot of right. I'll have two of them, one of them, and get on with it. You know, it it, it must be. I mean, people always say that working at McDonald's is a terrible job. I don't think it is, but I do think the kind, the kind of people you come across in those kind of places probably aren't the world's greatest. Um, but I thought one of the things that was quite interesting was it, it, it did try and show you that around that area that, and, and the, some of the conversations they picked up on. There was a a dance troupe or a, a drag act troupe that came in. And one of them ended up talking to one of the drunk people and then dancing with him because he said, I've always wanted to know how to dance. You know, and because he saw this guy in a sort of, you know, a, a transvestite costume, he thought maybe he could dance. And he did, and they did a dance around the shop. Oh, that's nice. Now, I know it was fake because obviously they must have been told. I mean, they had microphones on. Yeah. But, you know, it was kind of spontaneous and all mm. right. So it was a one off, so we don't need to focus too much on it. I don't think it would be coming back, but I let Luke. Go mad on that yeah. one when he I'll when watch he comes it as well before Luke comes back next week. So yeah. That'll be a good idea. You can both give us your views. Um, the return of Saturday Night Takeaway, more food, uh, was this Saturday. Anton Deck back after, was it five years? Six years? Yeah, sorry about that. Go on. No, S- what did they say? They did say on there, didn't they? I think it was something like six. Well, I they said I think four years. It could be four years, although to be fair, when we talk about Little Anton Deck, I think it was more. Yeah. Um, they did lampoon your favourite dog washing ITV thing. Oh yeah, I really like that. That was. One of my <laughs> I thought favorite. I thought of you. I was going to tweet you, but I didn't have my computer on when I was watching it. Um, but I thought, and the whole thing with Robbie Williams was quite good. They were very interactive. The whole thing has very much a very polished feel now. I know the early Saturday Night Takeaways were quite an- anarch- ac- archaic, anarchic. Can't anarchic. Say that word. There you go. Yeah, it, 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 yes. 2009 was the last series. Oh well, there you are. So sort of three three seasons ago. Um, didn't really feel like they'd been away for that long. My only complaint was the competitions were too simple. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the the thing with the with all the tweets. No, that was really silly. How do you, do you remember what you said in a tweet yourself? Yeah. I could almost, you know, sort of like if it was about a celebrity and you had to guess the missing word, then there was an element of guessing or or skill. But remembering what you said was a bit. And and I've never really liked the advert game because again it's it's simple knowledge. It's not general yeah. knowledge. It's really but, simple. Yeah, I knowledge. think the bits that worked were the Ant versus Dat game. The yes, the Apprentice thing, finding the new little. Oh, um, that was and I quite enjoyed the the thing with Louis Walsh as well because I like anything where Louis Walsh gets to make a fool of himself. Yeah, uh, that was a bit Noel's house party, but there's yeah. nothing wrong well, with that in 2013. And I always think the thing with the the guest this week with Robbie Williams at the end is always yeah. a bit more common wisey, where he always goes, they always go, no, I don't want you to help me. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want you guesting on the thing, and you 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 still, you know, you know they're going to be on it. But yeah, I love the the joke with the dog. I, mean, I thought that was genius. Yeah. I think that was the be- one of the best things about. Me. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I think I think sort of showing that Ant and Dec are still very good at writing and doing basic yeah. comedy. Yeah. I, well, I that's think, seen I think on that's when I'm a celebrity, best. isn't it? You can see that on that. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was quite interesting is, of course, we saw uh, the return to, to television of Ashley Roberts. No, well, Williams. Uh, What's not, her name? Not really, because she's on Thingy, isn't she? Uh, well, she is, but it was being reunited with with Deck. Ant. Yeah. Was it Ant or Deck? I don't still don't know which one's which. I should learn. Deck. Deck. Yeah, Deck. Um, Ant's the one with the big head. Deck is the single one, and they go on about that an awful lot. Mm. Um, and then they, obviously they did the joke that when she came on. Uh, that she chatted him, and then Dex Ant's going, "Hello, I'm here." You know, ignoring it's, me. Um, is it Kirsty Gallagher? Yes. Used to do that oh. bit, and she's replaced her now. I think that's quite a good move, and obviously quite. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe with LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West. Close to perfect. Far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Topical. So, um, again, the ant... ITV quite high on Ashley Roberts at the moment. Well, that's right. And the Ant versus Deck thing, again, yeah, very Noel's house party, very um, game for a laugh, I think, sort of thing, you know, getting... And there was all these sort of things, celebrity challenge and things like that. But when they bring it all together, I think it's very watchable. Uh, it's on at the right time, and I think as they go forward, they get good guests, and obviously the Little Ant and Deck... And I think the Little Ant and Deck thing was brilliantly done, mm. you know, when obviously the original Little Ant and Deck are now in their, in their late teens, yeah. um, and uh, are both grown up, and as they quite pointed out, both taller than the original yeah, Ant and yeah, Deck. Yeah. <coughs> which I, I think was quite good. I like that gag, that was a good gag. But that's it what is, it is, yeah. it is a bit like House Party and all those old programmes, that's what the charm of yeah, it, charm. But, uh, charm. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Uh, but, but that's what makes it work, and I think if you've yeah. got two amiable hosts like Anton Deck, they can make most things work. But I just think the tweet thing was put in by some producer who said, you know, everyone's on Twitter now, we better do something with Twitter. Yeah, uh, it's the sort of thing that I was doing on a podcast five years ago or four years ago, like a Twitter competition, you know, or a Twitter thing. It's like what we do with the, the, the social yeah. network. You've got to be involved with this, but they've kind of... I think they hopefully they'll refine that, or mm. perhaps they will, you know, find another game to do. But then we, we you know, ITV competitions have been a bit, uh, a bit, a bit salubrious and a bit litigious in the past with their uh, problems. So maybe they're sticking with something simple because they know it won't uh, won't affect anything. Mm. Uh, I think Ant and Deck were the ones that originally got done, didn't they? Because of oh yeah, well it was all of ITV, wasn't it? I think yeah. Game so shows in general. Maybe so maybe there's just a policy with ITV game shows that says mm. they can't do anything. Moving away from the world of game shows to the world of mysterious supernatural drama. See, there's not much of a one-show link there. Uh, 666 Park Avenue started last week. Um, it's a, a supernatural drama about a building in Park Avenue. Uh, there's actually 999 Park Avenue. 
don't ask me why then it becomes 666, I think, quite a bit better from the part. the other way around. I suppose the other way around, yeah. Uh, it stars... Um, I'm going to use the word John Locke from Lost because then more people will know who I'm talking about than if I gave his real name. You know. Um, well, no. Um, and Vanessa Williams. Williams, yeah. Williams, who was in... Um, Ugly Betty. Ugly Betty. They, they are the owners of the buildings and there's quite a supernatural feeling to it. Basically, a new couple move in uh, to run the building or be the building managers or the supervisors uh, and they slowly get to work out that the guests and uh, some of the things are are not as they seem. Um, a guy who, com- uh, who whose wife was killed recently is asked to do a deed for John Locke's character, John Locke's boss's character, uh, and uh, in return his wife is returned to him. Mm. Um, and there were various interesting little plots, you know, things like that. Um, I, I'm not going to continue with this show purely because I think it, I know it's been cancelled and mm. there's quite a lot of other good stuff on and, and coming up, which we'll come up to. But it was watchable. I mean, I think that's the thing. It was watchable, and I think if you've got, if you, if you, if you like that kind of thing, or if you're missing that kind of drama, <clears throat> ITV2 are showing this. I think they're showing it three times a week on repeats, wow. uh, and obviously you can get it on the on the ITV player. It's not a bad little bad little show. Um, probably the only problem is by the time you get into it, it you yeah, it's going to be cancelled. Yeah, um, which is the another thing: problem. the nature of the uh, American TV yeah. cycle, isn't it? Really, indeed. But very watchable, very, very, very good, and um, just you know, maybe again, I'll I'll get the box set at some point and uh, and see it at a later date. Another big event that happened last week uh, is that the Brit Awards, the annual Brit Awards, mm. where the cream of British musical talent come together and get cut short by James Corden. Mm. Oh no, that was last year. Sorry. Uh, you watched. I was out that night, yeah. so I caught up. Via there was Twitter actually when I got home. a lot of jokes made. You know, made about that. That was probably the the funniest thing was the jokes made about the Adele thing ah. last year. Um, I mean, I like James Corden on it. I think he's sort of an amiable host. He sort of makes it about the music while at the same time sort of putting a few jokes in there. I like how he goes round the, the tables of the people, sits down and talks to them rather than... Yeah, that, that was something stage. they introduced a couple of years ago, mm. wasn't it? I don't know if it was him or whether it was someone else did I it. I think it's it. I think he... I think it he, was him, wasn't it? third year in charge. They, they obviously like him, you know, yeah. like him as a host. Wasn't there quite a few rumours that he wasn't well and wouldn't be doing it on the yeah, line? I think, yeah, he I think said we that. even made that joke here on this show about Luke. Yeah, yeah. I know. mean, I mean, some people will turn up even when they've got the flu. Um, yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, which I'm sure. Uh, um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and I do really, uh, in terms of, I mean, there wasn't that big sort of incident that you normally, like you said about the Adele thing last year, there wasn't a big incident. There no, I think a lot, a lot like of people that... put on Twitter that nothing happened. Mm-hmm. There was also not a um, Lifetime Achievement Award this year. Oh, there... right. That usually, that's usually a good thing because you get like an old group doing some of their hits. Blur last year and uh, Pet Shop yeah. years before that. Um, oh, and shame. also I find now, and I put this on Twitter, that there's a lot of like young male singers who won awards who who are just came across as very dull and no personality. I mean, there's yeah, a lot, a lot of people tweeting about Ed the guy that won the new best comer and yeah, and the new the newcomer with blonde hair. I don't even know his name. Uh, performance wise, but... the best performance actually was at the top of the show from Muse. Well, that was the thing. You see, I saw Muse's performance, and I kind of went after that. Well, yeah. no one's really going to beat that. No, no. I mean, there wasn't any. That sort was the problem. Big performances you know sometimes you've had the collaborations in the past there was none of that this year no. and then and then i i stopped watching at 
the t- the point that they created a whole new award for uh, One Direction to win, which was the Global Success. Uh, no, they have done that before, and who no, won it's, it? No, before? no, it's brand new. Was award. it new? Yeah, they've well, created awards in the past, though. Yeah. I'm fairly sure yeah. they created global something. Rec- global recognition. That's it. Global yeah. recognition award. Um, was it? Was it viewer voted, or was it? No, no, no. This was just oh, created right. by the people behind purely to give One Direction award. I reckon. Um, there it's was almost no... as if they said, "If we're going to come to your award show, yeah. we have to." There win were no something. nominees. It was just. Oh right, oh dear. One Direction to win. The Simon Cowell Award for Please Get My Act an Award if they come on your show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Simon Cowell was in the audience as well. He didn't say anything. I mean, James Corden just passed by him and called him like a handsome devil or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. I think that's, that's roughly around when I stopped watching. So. I do like so, the fact that, he, that James Corden pointed out that a lot of the people sitting at the tables, you had no idea who they were. They were all like, you know, record oh, executives yeah. and stuff. It's like... And this guy, whoever he is. And whoever he is, that's right. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there was just none of the sort of... I like James Corden, but it was just it was just very dull. I mean, like, Robbie Williams was there, and Dave Grohl, and they at least are sort of personalities. But that Dave Grohl not... interview was stilted, man. Yeah, I uh, mean, that was awkward. He seemed almost like he had jet lag or something like that. He was just... Yeah, he was doing a bit of a Bruce Willis there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. Bruce okay. Willis on the one show, not Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Yeah. It's sort of slickly done now, because I remember the one, going back a few years now, do you remember the one that Osborne's did, which was just horrendous? Oh, yeah, that was a car crash. But yeah. uh, but you knew it would be. I mean, that was the thing. It was almost advertised as a car I, crash. I, I would rather have one like that next year than have another sort of slightly produced... Well, I'm surprised that the cast of TOWIE haven't been asked to host Nothing the Brit happened. Awards, yeah. and that must be coming soon, so... Anyway, so, so yeah. we'll move on from that. Your wish might come true, Matt. You never know. Uh, yeah, moving on. Very briefly about Complicit. We talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, spy drama all about uh, interrogation and uh, whether it's right to torture terrorists to get information from them. Uh, excellent. And I agree with you. The confrontation between the two main characters uh, when he finally was allowed to interview him uh, was, was, to me, the high point. And I, I, I thought... About halfway through, I thought, "Mm, this whole drama for me is going to hinge on the ending. And I thought the ending was perfect. Yeah, Um, ambiguous. I I love the ambiguous ending. Yeah, Uh, I suppose we could now say at the end, uh, uh, the character, the the main character gets fired from the uh, MI5 or MI6. Suspended. Suspended, suspended. we assume fired. And you don't know what happens next. You you, you, you You don't don't get told in six... Basically, you don't know if the Arshur Ali character is a terrorist or not has yeah. he planned you know has he fooled well, everyone I, into yeah he's innocent so he can go through with this plot or was he just an innocent all along and just you know yeah he- i don't i don't think that re- in the end of the day i don't think that really matters whether he i, mean, I think i think the main thing was that once he got out of the country and back home he was able to run this rule of you know I'm British and everything and and it it, it did really kind of re-emphasize the whole point of torture the whole how... like closing scenes where they showed you like Piccadilly Circus and the music festival and things it was meant to insinuate that that was where they were you know planning the, yes the attack with the yeah 
the whatever the poison was called that was going to release ricin. 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 But I think the main thing was how, how cleverly it was done, and I think mm. the character, uh, the guy, the guy that he was was the handler, uh, the government liaison over in so, uh, over Russell in Beale's character. Yeah, I, I really thought that was good because I didn't like him from the minute I met him, mm. but that was perfect for that role yeah, because he was he was there to he was there to stop yeah. you and get in your way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Luke. You know, once again, uh, no apologies. Uh, I really liked that. Uh, before we went on air last week, we talked about Black Mirror, and I know that Matt has seen all three of them, mm. uh, but I'd only seen one, and last week I saw episode two. I have to say, I was blown away by White Bear and yeah, the complexity, was... and, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Hmm. Yeah, um, I, I agree. It was by far, and I know you haven't seen number three, and I know next week when Loop's back, hopefully all of us will have seen all three and yeah. we'll be able to talk about which one's our favourite. Um, but yeah, definitely White Bear for me was the best one. I just loved how it um, you got that payoff at the end. My problem yeah. with the other two have been that it struggles. It, it builds up really well, both the thir- first one and the third one, and then it just gets a bit muddled in the final act almost as if Brooker yeah. doesn't know how to end it. He's built up so many things. I mean, last night's one, without giving anything away, he, there were so many different things he was commenting on about like how apathetic young people are to the voting process, how people criticise yeah, people if, who... Yeah, it's as if the, the comment he's making is yeah. more important than the ending. Yeah, I yeah, people that. who sort of satirise the news are like, so like... I think it was almost people who have a go at him for satirising the news. There was almost some sort yeah. of... Uh, I mean, in what White Bear was so good because you got that sort of uh, apocalyptic drama. You know, you didn't yeah. know what was happening until that final scene. And I mean, I well, had no. To... I think, I think, I think half it, it it was reminiscent of Groundhog Day. It had a bit of the Truman Show in there, yeah. you know, and, and it just brought that together of this didn't idea. Know it had that until you didn't know that um, until the revelation, you know, about halfway through. You didn't know. Well, what... that's what I'm saying. Not the end. Yeah. I think, yeah, the revelation yeah, yeah, comes yeah, halfway yeah. through when the when the audience are when, well, when like she, final, she pulls the, the gun, act, isn't it? We should say, shouldn't we? The final act of the the final act. She pulls she pulls the trigger, and I'm assuming that, that in various different ones, she she gets hold of a gun yeah. at different stages, it and really they've obviously makes got plans for that. It, that's what I liked about it. It makes you think about, well, she'd been through this before and you obviously saw her flashbacks and you were trying to piece yeah. together before she got there. And I think that was not so great about that one. And for me, that was definitely... One and three had their moments, but the two was right definitely there. the best. And, and I think what was most important was her performance. I think, mm. uh, whereas in the first one, I felt the female lead actress was a bit... I, I didn't really like her, and, you know, I didn't really feel that sorry that her husband, her partner had died. She was a bit soppy, and yeah. yet I really felt for this character up until that reveal, yeah. and then I really hated her, and then I really felt for her again. Yeah, and I really uh, love Michael Smiley as well, who's an actor who can sort of yes. do, like, psychopathic and sort of comic, as you know, he's been in Spaced, and he's in yeah. Luther. Right, uh, yeah. Are we all, yeah. all right with that? <laughs> Big thumbs up for Black Mirror. Um, we'll touch very briefly on a new ITV drama coming up called Broadchurch, only because Luke, myself and Matt have all had the privilege of watching episode one, and I think collectively we're planning to do a, a podcast about that so you can join in with us, uh, whether we do all five episodes or whether we'll just do the first one, I don't know. Uh, but starring David Tennant, uh, in a very non-Doctor Who role, so this will be completely different for anybody who thinks they're getting David Hennant the Doctor. Mm. Um, we won't give away anything because this hasn't even aired yet and, and, and there's previews on, but 
I, I think I think without a shadow of a doubt, I could say this could easily be up there for drama of the year if done yeah. right. Yeah, that's This first episode is definitely a very, yeah, very good I mean, episode. I I would struggle to see at the moment how they could stretch it across eight episodes. But yeah, I mean, David Tennant. Oh, I don't know. Olivia, no. Olivia Coleman is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you've got and Jodie Whittaker, uh, Andrew Duncan from Arrow's Law, uh, Vicky McClaw's in, in there. Yeah. There's um, Pauline Quirk, who hardly does anything in that first episode, but you know well, she's that's right, yeah. sort of uh, to do. And the guy from Doctor Who as well. Um, yeah, that's right. Rory, Rory, Rory's in there. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, is that what it did was it introduced you to the main two characters, mm. set a scene, and then it's showing you lots of... That's why I think it's going to be good over eight episodes, because yeah. it's showing you that there's lots of bits in there. It's so about the town, we'll, isn't it? We'll stop there, because I think we can't do too okay. much about that. But but set your DVR players now for Broadchurch, which is showing in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Do you want to talk very briefly about Utopia and Mad yeah. Fat Diary yeah. that ended okay, last so. week? Yeah, Uti- both Utopia and Mad Fat Diary ended last week, and of course, uh, we'll plug again uh, Gary, get your Gary Luke's interview with uh, Sharon Rooney from Mad yep. Fat Diary. Uh, Utopia, I can't say too much about because you haven't seen any of it yet. But what no, I but that's say, fine. I mean, it's out there, so don't worry. What too I much. will say is that um, it sort of end the end of it. I think they wrapped up everything that they set up. They answered all the main questions, the importance of this manuscript. That they, yeah. you know, everyone had been hunting the Utopia experiments. Uh, they found out the mystery character who they were looking for, who that was. I mean, all the sort of twists and turns made sense. But then at the oh, end, gosh. they set it up enough. If they want to do a second series, they can. But at the same time, if they want to leave it as a one-off, they can as well. And I think that's the the beauty of the writing of throughout Utopia. And I mean, I I think a second series would ruin it, but I think they're gonna go on how well the dvd sells the the rumors i've heard is that it was a surprise hit for channel 4 it did do quite well in the ratings so and i think as we said there there just wasn't a lot else on so the fact that this was out there uh, was probably quite good and then yeah mad fat diary ended as well dvd sales utopia will be the yeah in terms of mad fat diary i think the success of that was mainly as they they saw it through social media i think a lot of there was a lot of tweeting going on when Mad diary was on i think it appeals to that sort of you know the teen girl crowd, and obviously me and Luke as well. Uh, yeah, that's right. Obviously, you, there is that girls, sort of nostalgic yeah. element in being set in 1996. And I thought the final episode was just was just amazing. I mean, it was really funny, and it was it was at times quite sad. Sharon Rooney was amazing in it, and I hope that she does get a BAFTA nomination when the TV BAFTA oh, nomination. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I hope she does because I mean, she as as Luke said in his interview, she's in almost every scene of that program and that. That final episode was just brilliant. There was, uh, Mad Fat Diary, unlike Utopia, had a bit of dodgy episode four. Mad Fat Diary was brilliant from beginning to end. And I'm glad that's coming back for a second series. Okay, should we? And have... I believe the DVD is out soon for that one as well. So I think it's out now. I think, I think exactly. it's out now. So there you are. You can head out to your local your local Orbit's retailer. On. If you haven't got any money, it's all on 4OD as well. So. Well, there you are. So yeah. you can. Why bother going there? No, don't get the DVD. Get right. The DVD. With 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 five minutes left in this podcast, we're going to tell you about the television that you should be seeking out over the next seven days before you come back to us, dear listener. Uh, on tonight, uh, that being uh, the 26th of. Uh, January? No, February. February we're in, aren't we? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, first off is a, a BBC2 drama called Heading Out. No, no, now, this no, is written, no. Heading Out, written by Sue Perkins, isn't it's it? It's a sitcom. Uh, her of Bake Off. Drama? It's a sitcom. Oh, it's a sitcom. Sorry, did yeah. I say drama? I meant yeah. comedy drama, because apparently it's... But it is a sitcom. Yeah. Um, 
it's that sort of format. I wouldn't say there's not there's not that much dramatic about it. I mean, uh, no. shall I talk a little about it, a bit about it? I yeah, a little, little bit, little bit about it. I know uh, a little basically bit. Basically, but... she plays a vet, uh, not very convincingly, I have to say, who <laughs> is celebrating her fortieth birthday but still hasn't come out to her parents. That's basically the plot of it. I, I mean, Sue Perkins basically, like Simon Amstel in Grandma's House, isn't the greatest actress in the world, but it's oh, it's 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 got a certain. Uh, I don't want to say charm again, but it's it's likable and there's some good actors in there. And Nicola Walker's in there from uh, Spooks and Last Tango in Halifax, and uh, Joe Scanlon from The Thick of It is in there as well. It, it's, it's got, got promise. Joe's promise anyway. I'm going to watch the first one, but I mean, you use the word grandma's house, yeah. which means I, I'm I not think you'll have an issue holding up much, Gary. Right? I think I think you might it might rub you up the wrong way. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Oh dear. So there you are. Uh, also. Also returning tonight for its 11th and final series, uh, the very popular Shameless on Channel 4. Now, Luke is probably the Shameless aficionado amongst yeah. us, is that right? I've uh, never so... watched it all that, all that deeply. No, it, it didn't appeal to me. I watched the first episode of the US uh, Shameless to, for review purposes and was cringing yeah. uh, how bad that was. Uh, if you're a fan of it, then it is, as I say, it is coming back for a kind of a nostalgic last hurrah. Uh couple of new ITV shows starting on Wednesday. Uh, one is Food, Glorious Food that we talked about last week, hosted by Carol Vorderman and Lloyd Grossman. And uh, I've so seen we... it, and I'll give you my thoughts on it next week. I've got a lot of issues with Food, Glorious Food. Oh, well, uh, that's on my recording list for this week so bit, that I can talk about it. But uh, A rant, I think, is going to come up Food, Glorious oh, Food, especially fantastic. the final contestants. I just had oh. a real problem. Are we going to get one of those those one of those reviews on uh, on on the website that gets lots of nasty comments? Uh, possibly. Brilliant. I look it. forward to those. And also this week starting is a drama called Lightfields, um, mm. starring the bloke out of the BT adverts, and yeah. uh, I've forgotten his name. Well, no, his name is Chris Marshall. The, the other bloke Chris Marshall. was in in blue in the one last night, the Black Mirror thing. The oh, one is he? in the, at the moment. Daniel Rigby. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, he played yeah, the character, Light, didn't he? Lightfields, uh, I've seen this, so I should, shall I just have a quick... It's yeah, go on, have a stab. You remember Marchlands, uh, I think it was two years ago now. Yeah. Uh, basically, again, it's a uh, it's a, it's a, a, an abode over three different timelines, the 40s, the 70s, and the present day. There's characters that link all of this, and obviously there's sort of a spooky element of uh, like a character who's died but hasn't quite left. I mean, I've seen the first one that shows promise. I think the 70s uh, era's my favourite at the moment. Uh, old uh, Carla Crone popping up again. You know, he's a miss a murder and all of those uh, yeah. in the 70s uh, section. As Chris Marshall, as you say, there's a couple of other f- familiar faces. Sophie Thompson's there. Jill Halfpenny from Who Used to Be in EastEnders. So there's a few in there. So, you know, there's something to look at there, and we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more next week. Also returning on Wednesday at the same time, 9 o'clock, is uh, Robert Winston's... Adro- uh, no, it's not even a drama, it's a documentary called Child of Our Time. Uh, again, Luke is kind of the, the, the one that's been yeah. promoting this. Uh, I don't think either of you or I saw the previous one, did we? Uh, I've, I've seen bits and bobs of it here or there. I mean, it's been on and off since the 2000, hasn't it? Where they it started yeah. with these children being born, and now obviously they're getting to their teenage years. Now we're getting to you know 2013. Uh, so this is like that kind of that 50, uh, 40 up. up, 50 up, you know, 70 up. The, these are going back over people these, they've looked at before. I think they're they're more often than every seven years. Yeah. I think. We have one minute uh, left and two dramas, so more. 30 seconds you on each. Got 
Tell us BBC. about Mary and Martha. Yeah, it's the drama, BBC One, 8.30 Friday. Basically, it's it's sort of, Richard Curtis has written it, it's part of the comic relief uh, appeal to, you know, buy these malaria nets. It's about uh, two women who go to Africa and I think one of their children dies of uh, malaria. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a very sort of emotionally manipulative film. Not one that I've seen yet, but I, I, I'm going to watch it and give it a go. Um, now you've got 20 seconds on May Day. 20 seconds on May Day. May Day is going to be on every night from Sunday to Thursday next week. It's about um, a girl who goes missing, a small town. You know, there's a lot of suspe- a lot of suspects who might Ten have seconds. a disappearance. There we go. There we go. Well, thank you very much for listening. Visit the website. Face us on Facebook. Goodbye and thank you for listening, ladies thank and gentlemen. You. Bye. Oh, I think we're still recording. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, babe, just a few. (laughs) All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. (laughs) The smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks, only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.